Congratulations, you found it! This is a book podcast featuring books you will want to read. Recommended by people who are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Featuring Martha Steele, radio personality extraordinaire and queen of the volunteer librarians. Nicole Shaded, sports animal wrangler, shield maiden, and book warrior. And Vonnie Golden, healthcare billing diva, volunteer librarian, and book goddess. Together, slaying the dragons, catching serial killers, exploring history, space-time, and alternative realities. Searching for and finding book treasures every week. They are three book girls. Not ready to have this thing in my face. Why? Peeding into my personal bubble. Your personal bubble is extremely large today. (laughs) We couldn't even be in the same car today without you being hangry at me. I wasn't hangry at you, just life in general. Woke up with a huge headache. This is what happens when they do the podcast on Sunday morning. You think? Yeah. Not always. Sometimes we're not fangry. It's way too early. I just like I said, I woke up with a huge headache, took a handful of drugs, which then gave me a stomach ache. So then I had to take stomach medicine. And it was just, it's just one of those days. Was kind of wishing my water was vodka this morning. Church is out, made a Bloody Mary. (laughs) Church is out. (laughs) A Bloody Mary. There we go. That's, wow. Nicole. You you highlighted, you forgot to highlight Catch-22. Oh, thank you. Here. <laughs> it's on your other I list. I didn't like so. it. Maybe that's why I didn't highlight it. We're starting this morning with <clears throat> with a printed out copy of, I think, how many lists is there? Two or There's three? Two. I, well, that I've seen. There's three. Yeah. Three. three. Three different lists from an article I got from Book Riot, which is one of the... Facebook pages I follow, the top 100 books of all time. What does it say on top of there? Something like that. Uh, This one from time.com is the all-time 100 novels. And then the other one is uh, Radcliffe Rival 100 Best Novel List. And then what's the other one? The other one is from Book Riot, and it's the 100 Greatest American Novels from 1893 to 1993. And, of course, I had to print print them out and highlight the ones I have read on each list. Now, there's a there's an overlap that's quite extensive. And I, I don't know about you, but there there are some things on that list that keep coming up that people keep putting on those lists that are terrible books. Why do they do that? Because they're classics. And I, just because you yeah, don't but like I don't story, understand. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean other people don't like it. Like, I hated Lord of the Flies, but I know a lot of people in high school actually really liked that book. I hated it. Yes, I didn't like that book either. What did you hate about it? I actually liked that one. See? I hated like stop. everything about it. Uh, stop! You should see the smile on her face. She's like, see, <laughs> <laughs> see, I must be hangry too. Y'all came in all grump and everything. <laughs> you must have had a bloody mary for breakfast. I did not. I wish I did. Maybe we should just turn off this recording and go to the freaking liquor store. Oh wait, we can't because it's Oklahoma. And the liquor store's Sunday. not freaking open. I got you. I got some in my fridge on Sunday. <sighs> Call Travis. 
See, Travis, could you bring us some Bloody Marys to the station and just don't tell the station management we're drinking in the studio? I think he's watching uh, Star Wars in bed still. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he not have a pause button? No. Does he not have a driver's license? <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Good luck getting him out of bed. Could you tell him that I need a Bloody Mary to hold the tomato juice? He'll tell you you're S-O-L. <laughs> Dang it, Travis! So yeah, classics. I don't know. I there are so many books that are listed on there. I can't believe you haven't read any of the Hemingway books that are on these lists. I read The Old Man and the Sea. Is that not on there? I didn't see it. <laughs> the Old Man and the Sea, and uh, there was another one I read, too. I need to read more Hemingway. This is one of the reasons I pulled this out. Not that I want us to def- necessarily like make it a focus of any of our podcasts, because I think that crap gets done to death. Yeah, just reading the classics. Yeah. I mean, I want to read them, but I just don't know that I want to. Well, then, and if some of the classics just aren't for everyone, and if you read too many books in a row that are not your cup of tea, you're going to get turned off on reading and not Which want is to why people book. hate school. <laughs> right. <laughs> they should maybe mix it up a little bit. Throw some Stephen King in there, dude. Well, and then like in high school, I really liked Pride and Prejudice, but you wouldn't have you would have hated that. You know, so I like... I did try to read that. I should put that on the DNF list. That's my like short for did, did not, not finish. finish. Yeah, yeah. And see, there was some things I liked about Pride and Prejudice. I read a little bit of it, but it there's some things that it just got too. You know, I was trying to think about that the other day because I was discussing, I was sitting at a remote that I was doing yesterday. I was talking to Louie, who's one of our tech guys, and we were discussing the phenomenon that is Game of Thrones because he was talking about how he didn't intend to watch the finale. And I was like, what finale? (laughs) So um, we were discussing that. Isn't the finale like Sunday? Isn't that this coming week? I I don't know what it is. Oh, okay. Oh, (laughs) today's Sunday. (laughs) Sorry. But see, yeah. It actually makes me really angry that you've never, you don't watch it or read it because you would freaking love it. That's what everybody says, but Nicole, I tried. Yeah, because you want a little flashy magic, and there is, but you're not going to hold in long enough to get it. Long enough? Christ, you got to read five books before you get there. But you read Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings was awesome. There was a wizard at the very beginning. Wonderful. (laughs) You know what? I'm not. I, I wish you could read. see our, the expressions on our faces right now because we're like going to have we're going to have a knockdown, Nicole. <laughs> I didn't read Game of Thrones, but I'm watching Game of Thrones and I'm still on season one. And um, one of the chicks has uh, dragon eggs, and I'm really curious to see if they like hatch. They're yeah, kind of like leading magic to for it you is dragon eggs that the dragon <sighs> eggs are going to hatch, and I really want the dragon eggs to hatch. My problem is the characters are so freaking unlikable. That's the whole point. Not but all of them. Y- yeah. Martha, the whole reason people love this movie... Are you saying I'm just movie, a bitch who doesn't like anybody? Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's exactly. No, it just takes because... you a while, but <laughs> this entire show, the whole purpose of it, is it's like a big deal because he kills off... Every time you fall in love with a character, he freaking kills them. And it makes people so mad and they can't stop watching. But if anybody else did that in a book, no one would have read it. Pick me. Didn't read it. You didn't even, you barely even started. That doesn't even count. You didn't even get to the first death. You know how many times I've tried? Three times with the first book. Once with the second. Try watching the show instead. I did try watching the show. 
Did you watch like I got through seconds? the entire first season. See, I don't understand how you don't well, like it and at all. In truth, the reason I originally stopped watching it <laughs> was because I didn't have HBO. Mm-hmm. And the free trial ran out or whatever it was. And I didn't get to keep watching. But I really was not into it, which is why I stopped and didn't like have a bigger deal about it. Maybe I'll borrow it from Vonnie and try again. Christ. I what was have... my point now? It was For once, somebody else interrupted me, and now I can't remember what I was going to say about it. You were, I, don't, I don't remember. We're we talking were talking about, about the classics, and then you said, like, Game of Thrones is such a phenomenon, blah, blah, blah. Then we start talking about that. I can't remember. I totally lost my train of thought. I'll eventually get it back. Sorry, guys. No, that's fine. It, I'm standing my ground. Everybody a, walked in here angry. It's a taste of my own medicine this morning, I, and it's a bitter pill to swallow, as Alanis Morissette would say. Maybe See, you just started reading it or watching it with one specific thing in mind, and it just didn't, because it wasn't exactly what you thought it was. You know, I really used to love high fantasy. I spent a lot of my formative years reading high fantasy like uh robert jordan's wheel of time series and see did you like that one at the time yeah see i went back I and tried to read it later and i'm like eh. yeah you know that's the thing i think it was like a moment of in, in time for me that was like it's like trying to go back in time doesn't always work out yeah mm-hmm. and for some reason i'm just over high fantasy in that form i don't know why i don't know why i don't like it i think my thing is you can say you don't like it but you can't call it awful just because you don't no, like i'm not it. saying it's awful i said <laughs> i don't like it yeah i find it awful doesn't mean no she thinks she 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 is bad to say that things are awful if she doesn't like them because she does it all the time with girl on the train <laughs> you're right you're absolutely right but anyway my husband calls me intolerant Am I intolerant? I don't really think so. I think sometimes Mm-mm. you're passionate about. I think that your that's what it is. It's just passionate. It's because you passionately don't like it. You can't. So yeah. I gotta remind you. You voice your well, opinion. We, we, you know, we had I had that issue last night because we got invited to this party to watch the fight that yeah. everybody was talking about. Right? People like paid money to have it on their televisions. You have no idea how much some of those places paid yeah between uh a boxer dude and an mma dude mm-hmm. don't ask me but they had to somebody. uh in mcgregor they had McGregor. to both box the yeah mma dude right. was not allowed to use his mma right. moves big deal yeah and it was a huge deal for everyone except me yeah so we got invited over to the neighbor's house to watch it and ron's like come on let's go and i'm like i'm not going <laughs> Are you out of your tiny mind? I freaking hate boxing. Yeah. I don't like people who hit each other. Why would I freaking go to a party where people are celebrating people hitting each other? No. And he's like, come on, it'll be fun. Like, you go have fun. It's only two doors down. Yeah. So he texts me. Well, there are a bunch of people here who hate fighting. They're not watching the fight. Why don't you come over and visit? Come over. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> so I walk down there, right? And these other girls are standing there and they're like, oh, well, we're not talking about sports. We just want to talk about whatever. So then they start talking about football. I'm like, what? 
Okay, I'm... All right. Can we have a conversation about books? Because if not, I'm going... Screw you guys! I'm going home! <laughs> so uh, I went home and turned on BritBox, which is my new obsession. Mm-hmm. BritBox TV. Mm-hmm. Which I pay a subscription to so I can watch British television. <laughs> and my husband comes home and he's like, you are so intolerant. You're just a total buzzkill. <laughs> I'm a buzzkill because I don't want to go to a sporting event. Yeah, but sometimes the point is hanging out with other people yeah, but those and being are people, sociable. But those are people who I have nothing in common with. And it's so hard for me to like be in the company of people that I can't have a conversation with because I feel really awkward. And then I start to feel self-conscious and irritable. And I think I have social anxiety disorder. I, I, I do have that. And it does sound a little bit. Yeah. But I just learned to listen instead of talk. Yeah, yeah, I try. And then I hear myself wanting to say, because then the one girl pipes up and she says, that Colin Kaepernick or whatever that dude's name is that kneeled during the national anthem, she's like, well, he's just a big crybaby because he's not making any money now. It's his own fault because he made poor decisions. And I'm like wanting to get into an argument about that. So at that point, Dylan goes, mom, can you give me a ride in town? I'm like, sure. Because I don't want to argue with people I barely know. But if I be silent... Sometimes it's hard to be silent. I can't be silent. I think the same thing sometimes when I hear people talking and I want to pipe in and I want to say something, but I'm like, no. Well, I would get the I would get the hairy eyeball for my husband if I started in on that. <laughs> he hates it when I do that. Well, we can discuss then, that cause later because we might have different opinions about that whole thing. Yeah. Because then he says, he says... This is why we can't have any friends, because your liberal comes out. <laughs> I have to say he's pretty right about that. You have the right people. You can discuss anything, and it's not awkward. That's very, <clears throat> that's very true. Some people like, evidently, a lot of people like these certain books, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what puts them in the category of top 100 books of all time, or whatever the the deal is Mm -hmm. it's almost like i feel like i should at least try the rest of the ones that are on there at some point i can make so much fun of of some of these try tell me tell me tell me Uh, the homemaker who wants to read a classic called the homemaker written in like the 1600s yes let me make sure my feet are small so i can stand as close to the stove as possible (gasps) Ooh, nicole Now she's coming out. She's joining the hangry group. Her feminism is coming out. I I guess I don't like reading about slavery because I find it so awful. And I realized that was part of our history, but I would like it to not be. So the color purple would make you mad. Yeah. And I'm like, no, but some of these books are really good. Like, but I know other some people just hate them. The Great Gatsby. I freaking love that book. I love everything about it. Um, and Bonnie didn't. I, I did not like it I know whatsoever. Millions of people absolutely hate it. Um, the Grapes of Wrath. I freaking love that book. I don't know another person in my English class it. who read it who did like it. I liked Glad it. Well, liked I'll it. let you know in a week because that's my next one to start reading. Um, it was short. To Kill a Mockingbird oh, was not my favorite. Ooh, Ooh, I, I liked it. It, I it loved wasn't that bad, book. but I didn't really just. I, there was something about it I didn't like. The Color Purple. Um, 
is all right, but it will make you very angry. Yeah, it's I don't know that I'm going to read that one. Just because when women. they when they go into that, there are certain subjects I just don't enjoy. The injustice of it just makes me. Mm-hmm. I can't even focus on the story. I'm so You're bad. You're too angry. Yeah. Lord of the Flies. I hate it. You love it. I hate um, it. Didn't like it. 1984. I haven't read, but I didn't you love it? I loved it twice. Yeah. Because I read it the first time years ago. And then when uh, we went through this last election cycle and it was so in Popular. the news, uh, I read it again. And again, I loved it. Lolita. Looks like none of us have read that. Well, I kind of started reading that when I was going through my phase and didn't finish it because it was too creepy. That but one I might is try supposed it. to be massively famous because of how because sexual he liked Yeah, because he liked is. little girls. And that was... Yeah, I mean, he liked deal. little girls. Because wasn't that written in like the... Eight, it, it was written a long time ago when writing anything sexual was not appropriate. Yeah, and right. he wrote... It was a big deal when that came out. Yeah. Charlotte's Web, loved that. Loved it. <laughs> Obviously, yes. Uh, Winnie the Pooh's on one of those lists, too, which uh-huh. I found really interesting. Oh, yeah. uh, that's going to be a movie soon, by the way. Winnie the Pooh? Mm-hmm. What? A Farewell to Arms... Uh, by Hemingway. And that's war, right? Um, Hemingway's not my favorite, uh, but his stories are very interesting. I mean, there's some really good books in the, like uh, The Call of the Wild, The Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know The Age of Innocence, you will absolutely hate it because uh, <laughs> it's kind of a romance. <laughs> I, love, I love it. Nicole's going through this because she's like, yeah, you'll hate it. You'll hate it. You'll hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Gone with the Wind. I don't know how you read that. My mom bought I read it for that me when a I was like long 12. time I ago. Read that. I my have, mother I insisted that. that I read that. But my mom find that on um, audio so I can read it. My mom said it was the first movie she ever went and saw. It was one mom. of the first movies that I ever went to see. And I remember the sound of the guy screaming when they took his leg off. They sawed his leg off with no anesthetic. That's what I remember mm-hmm. about the movie. Hmm. That's the only thing I remember about the movie. I love the movie too. In Cold Blood, one of my favorite all time. I've actually read I have that a twice. Of it, I actually liked that one twice. Yes. Have you ever read In Cold Blood? Mm-mm. You'll love it. You might Plus like it's a true it, story. It's a true true crime. No, it's not like the Jungle. Yeah, I've not. read excerpts. The Jungle from was it. excellent. Oh my yeah. god, I loved the Jungle. I just didn't write his writing. It was too much like reading a textbook to me. Really? Yeah. Oh. But I've read. I I like the purpose of the book, and I know like. I'll, I studied, never. I know. stopped eating hot dogs immediately after I <laughs> read that. Seriously. See, like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which I know you probably absolutely love. We loved it. Both of us loved yeah, it. Loved I'm not one. a big fantasy person, and that's kind of why I've never picked that it's up. It's very odd. Very, very dark humor. Very British. And it's very random. V- it's extremely random. Very random. Yes. I mean, sometimes you're reading it and you're like, what? 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 What, how did we get to a whale <laughs> dropping from the sky? I don't understand. Well, it's ran- <laughs> that's the whole point of it. It's a random, it's very random, random generator. The ship, what the ship does is it, it transports itself through space by random time jump or something. It's been a long nature. time since I've read it. I uh, actually need to read it again. So it needs to be random in order for it to exist or something. I don't know. I want to read it It's too early on a Sunday morning. My brain is not even... <laughs> so... Um, Things Fall Apart doesn't look like any of us have read that, but that's supposed to be really freaking well, By good. who? Uh, Chinua Achib. I don't know how to pronounce that. Okay. Um, but it, Things Fall Apart, it, that was another one that was big, like, 
It's on all the lists for high school and like AP classes. Really? Okay. Well, maybe mm-hmm. we should mark put a mark by that one, so that maybe one of us could try that because I don't. I've never really heard of that one. And then War of the Worlds. War I of the loved, Worlds was love that story. The reason that I liked that one had to do with the whole radio drama thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you know radio. Atonement is on here, which we've actually talked about in our podcast. Yep. Animal Farm. Animal Farm was just bizarre. I did like, um, because you know how in, so in English class you have to read it and then they give you like lessons on the story. Yeah, yeah. I did like that part, like how everything. Yeah, all the symbolism and the, yeah. Yes, blah, 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 blah. I did like that as a teaching tool, but I didn't. I still heard over there. Bonnie's doing the thing <laughs> where it's she's like putting. Behind my eyeballs. I feel like somebody's trying to push my eyeballs out from the inside. Ooh. It's just, it's probably just allergies. I I don't know what's got my allergies all in a funk today. I'm surprised you read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. We had to read it. No, that's not true. Uh, I read that one when I was fairly young. It was Dylan that had to read it. What book should be on the list that you have there? Oh, this is the um, the one that... Yeah, um, Martha bought? Yes. Oh, yeah, I want to read that after yeah, you're done. This was is that the... You can have it one of the first book clubs that I was in the Pearl that Earring I absolutely one? loved. I loved being a part of that book club. It was the coolest women ever. They were all expats. One of them was from Australia. There was one from England. There was a lady in there from Saudi Arabia. When it was when I lived in Houston. They and were they ex- had what? Expat. Expatriates is what they call people who are from elsewhere who come to live here. And they have a whole community. And because my husband works for an international company, worked for an international company, those people were all wives of people who worked for that company. So as a result of that, I got invited to this book club. And that was one of the first books because each person got to pick a book. And the Australian girl picked that book. And it's called... Girl with Pearl Earring. Yep. It's by uh, Tracy Chevalier. And you want me to go ahead? Yeah. Okay. So I've seen this book a million, million times. Like it's, I've, you see it on all the bookshelves at like bookstores. It'll be on display out front and center. I remember when it came out. but And for some reason, I never read it, which is kind of shocking because... I freaking loved this book. I, read it I knew you days. would love it. I just knew. I knew. <laughs> I saw it sitting there and I'm like, Nicole has got to read this. I knew you hadn't read it because we talked at one point about it. Yeah, it's 248 pages. I read it in two days, which yeah. was actually like six hours total, yeah. which is anyways. Um, so it starts off about with a girl um, and her family ran into some bad luck. Her father painted tiles um, and he was in an explosion and went blind so he could no longer work and she has to work start working to make some money and so she has to start working to make a little money for her family and she's really young yeah she's pretty young um, she's never worked before she's not she's 12? probably like no 13 because her sister's like 10 and she's older I think she's about 14 yeah 13, um, 14. and so her family uh, gets her a job working for a painter and 
they don't really say his name at the beginning of the book. Did you notice that? I did. And because so, I kept thinking, you know, who is this guy? Who is this guy? Yeah. And I didn't really know that much about art. So, so then yeah. as soon as I found out his name, I was like, oh, my God, I wonder if this is like based off of something true. And it kind of is, but it's kind of just like how she, the author imagines like this painting came into existence. And so um, so this girl goes to work for Vermeer. That's the painting. Everybody knows who Johannes Vermeer is. And if you don't, you probably need to take an art class because um, mm-hmm. they have a style of painting that is famous for him now. I don't um, know who that is. <laughs> well, Show her the cover of the book. He painted that painting and it's very, very famous. Uh. Okay. Called Girl with Pearl Earring. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... Uh, I didn't know that either when I read the book. <laughs> this girl, um, her name is Greet. She is... Th- this takes place in Holland, which I also didn't know at first. I thought it was like England or something like that. Anyways, she goes to work for this painter, but she's told she gets to clean his the room where he paints, but she cannot move anything in the room. So she has to learn how to completely clean everything without moving anything um so it's very interesting to see like how she figures that out and then and she has to live there yeah she, she lives she, there yeah it was like a live-in leave home at 14 and go live with a bunch oh, of yeah. strangers and she gets to go home on sundays um the plague ends up hitting it uh and so her family's affected by that um while she's you know stuck at this person's house and the painter's wife hates her for some reason, the entire book. And that plays into it later, and we don't want to give that away. And um, they have, they end up having, the painter and his wife end up having 11 children. 11. Like, hey. oh my freaking God. Maybe back the then, wife is angry because she's pregnant all the time. Well, <laughs> back then, you know, there was no birth control. Yeah. So either you had sex and had babies or didn't have sex. Yeah. So <laughs> well that and the infant mortality rate was higher so Yeah. And I mean, if you couldn't afford to have I mean it was a status symbol to have a lot of kids. Yeah. And so um through so throughout working for this painter she has to go you know do all the chores, do the shopping and everything and she ends up meet, meeting a, the butcher's son. He's very handsome. Everybody knows around town knows who he is. She kind of dates him in the book. Um, And like while she's dating him, though, she's kind of developing a crush on the painter because he becomes more not friendly with her, but he starts to asking for her help in making these paintings. And she is in love with the thought of being painted. And Mm -hmm. that kind of just plays into the whole story. And it's so interesting. And I love the way she wrote about him because she's writing about Vermeer that was the point of her novel without ever really talking about him and still you read this book and you know nothing about him like I mean you kind of do because you under you know you find out he had 11 children like he was kind of reclusive um like some stuff that happened later in his life and but you like he's so mysterious even after reading this yes I thought it was so cool and I just love this time period in general. So. See, and I really don't yeah. like the time period, but I loved the book. Mm-hmm. I think the reason I love the book is I have two sisters who are painters. I could smell the room. I could smell what it smells like in a, in a 
in a studio mm-hmm. and it made me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I liked the fact that they talked about what was used to make the paints and how they yeah. did that. And she had to grind bone for him. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. It was really interesting. All of the little details of how they had to do things. Hmm. And like uh, they would use pig's bladder uh, to actually put the paint in, the expensive paint in to keep it fresh or else it would just dry out. So they'd put it in a pig's bladder. She'd have to go to the butcher and order pig's bladder for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gross, huh? Because some of the... Well, they so, used to use stuff like that to store and... Yeah. Yeah, bladders. Yeah. So, because some of the like uh, ingredients for this paint were like astronomically expensive. Very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. And you had to, and he had, they had to make their own. You couldn't just go down, hop down to Hobby Lobby. You couldn't just hop down to Michael's and buy yourself some paints, <laughs> you know? You had to... For the record, Michael's is also a very religious art store. Sorry, I couldn't just hop down to Joanne's Fabrics and buy some paint. But I will have to say, Michael's at least I know isn't quite as bad because the gay guy that (laughs) the gay guy on YouTube that I watch all the time, Michael's is actually um, sponsor sponsors him. Just saying, who am I going to boycott now? Anyways, (laughs) but yeah, so this is an awesome book. I'm surprised it's not on a list actually. Because the writing is I think we should make our own list. That was really my point. Well, I'm sure that... In all of this... That should be... Is to find books that are current or fairly current books that are not on any of the lists. Well, That should be on the list. Maybe for our year in review this year in January when we do it, instead of doing a year in review, we should do our own list of top books that we... Do you think we could come up with a hundred? No. Well, How about maybe, not, no, maybe not a hundred. Well, I don't know. We could probably come up be with hard. But no, here's the deal. Yeah, like, th- can we pick fifty books that we've all read and can agree on are so good that they need to be on a list? I don't think so. Because yeah, think the hard. way to get, half these books have been out since the 1600s, and if they haven't been out since, you know, like they've been out for like 20, 30, 40, 50 years. So millions of people have read these. And but, you know, it comes, it's kind of like a consensus to things. We can come yeah, up with a well, list. We can come up with our list. Yeah. I'm just saying, well, if like, you consider, it's not going to probably have 50 books. Yeah. Yeah. If you consider we're on right. episode 54, we have at least, we have three books per episode at least. I knew the math girl was going to get in We could come up with 50 books that all of us liked from our podcasts of the future. Individually. The yeah, that, but we all wouldn't have read them. And, and we didn't like every know. book we reviewed yeah, either. So that's, well, that's why I said out of the, by the time we get there, there's probably going to be what about 70, 60, 70 books by the time we get to January because four weeks a month, we still have September, October, November, December that, for four months. I think what I'm trying to say, like we can come up with hundreds of books that we've all read together. My point is, these are the hundred best novels of all time. Well, so right, of for all us time. to come up with fifty books of, between three people of all time that we've all read and all liked—that's going to be the hard part. Yeah, it is going to be the hard part. Fifty books of three book girl time. How about if we <laughs> try to come up with said list, and then we share which books we actually could put on the list? Yeah, we can. I mean, we can make a list. Yeah, it's not going to have fifty books on it. That's what I'm just trying to. Yeah. You might have like 20, 25. I'm interested to see how many we could come up with. Well, whatever. 
I know the one that we're all going to say should be on the Goldfinch. Yeah, right. Yeah, probably we all like that. We're all going to agree on the book. Jessica's read it too. She wants. Yeah, she wants to come on so that the the four of us can talk about the Goldfinch. Yeah. We're all going to agree, like on the book thief. We're all going to agree. There's a few that we've yeah, all read that yeah. we're all going to agree on. Yeah. So okay. the girl with pearl earring. Mm-hmm. I would rate it a five out of five. By the way, it's by uh, Tracy Chevalier. Bonnie, get on that. I will. She's going to give it to me okay. when we leave. I don't know if I'll read it, it is, in two days. Dude, it's really, really it's, fast it's really, read. Yeah, fast, you'll fast be surprised. read. Because I have Grapes of Wrath coming up this next week. Yeah. And Grapes of Wrath, I think, is quick, too. Yeah, it's, it's not very long, long. Like, a lot of pages, but it the way he writes is not hard to read. Oh, well, that's going to be the audiobook that I'm oh. doing this next week. But it's still... And, you know, speed it up. Jessica's last day <laughs> at work is on Monday, so... Oh, man. I'll have plenty of time to read at work. Oh. I mean, I don't read at work. I work at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you're doing repetitive tasks, it does not take away from your work ethic or the quality of your work. Well, right. If I'm just, you know, yeah. scanning stuff in or yeah. printing stuff out, it doesn't yeah. really. Okay, V, what'd you read? I read, I went with kind of a, a historical fiction, except this is a little bit of an alternate um, story on World War II. Alternate history? And is it? Historical fiction, but it's an alternate twist on World War II. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Okay, sorry. I probably said that wrong. I'm sorry. Um, and what it is, it is a story that is from the perspective of the group of scientists that create the atom bomb. And it is what would have happened if the atom bomb was created... Um, sooner than what it was originally so they used it sooner in the war what would happen you know if they bombed you know no that is an alternate history then that's what i said it's an alternate twist to world war ii so we're saying the same thing okay right Sorry, it's still too freaking early. Guys, just I mean, barely after the cops later for a murder report. <laughs> I don't understand what you're trying to tell me right now. Okay, all right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> and like I said, it's about the scientists, the group of scientists who come up with the atom bomb. So it it gets a little bit technical. They talk about how they split the uranium into different isotopes and how they come up with plutonium and and everything else and come up with the bomb and they drop the bomb but they don't drop it in japan they drop it somewhere else (gasps) in another major in a major city i'm not going to say which city it is because you have to read it to find out but because they came up with the with the science earlier the technology earlier to drop this bomb then the science was out there for both sides. Ooh, so you have weird. different twists on both sides of the war mm. for the enemies and... So there are good and bad, bad people on both sides? Right. Well, good <laughs> and bad things that happen on both See sides. See what I did there? <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> you lost me. Sorry. I haven't had enough coffee or something. Sorry. I mean, I've had like, you know, a pot and a half, but apparently it's not enough. <laughs> All right, go ahead. <laughs> but so... It's it's pretty interesting. It's really a slow read. It 
is drawn out. It's a little bit drawn out. Um, I think if you are interested in the technology behind the atom bomb, you would probably enjoy this book. And the the sciencey bits. The sciencey bits. There's quite a bit of sciencey bits. Um, I like sciencey. I think bits. they kind of made a uh, last minute ditch effort to make it a little more exciting at the end. And it kind of lost me a little bit because it didn't quite follow the same storyline as what it was up until that point. Hmm. But I mean, you had to throw in some explosions to to get you. Well, <laughs> it's like yeah. an action film where everything's going real great, and then they're kind of out of story, so they throw in some explosions to yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. a couple you know jeeps that flip off roads yeah, and you know yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. You know, Germans chasing them across borders and. But, I mean, it opens your mind up to different possibilities of how World War II would have ended. And somebody told me about a miniseries or something that's on TV about if Germany would have won the war. Yeah, The Man in High Castle. Yeah, 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 I've actually read that book. Yeah, and I was going to say it's a book, so I might look into trying to get that book. You actually, I think, would like that book. It's pretty intense, though. So it kind of opened my mind to what would happen if different things in the war would have happened. This book wasn't particularly a great read for me. I probably wouldn't give it a 5. Probably would only give it like a 3.5. That's fair. But um, it did at least... Make me that. Yeah, it sparked my interest. That's good. That's why I kept saying alternate history because that's the kind of stuff that falls into my wheelhouse mm-hmm. where what if, you know, what if there were time travel? What if? Oh, and I have a funny story for you. Thinking, speaking of your alternate history book reads that you love. Okay. Um, What was that book? 11, 1164 by Oh, 112264. Yeah. 112264. Yeah. We had this little thing at, at work that we did this little trivia cost, contest thing. And one of the questions was something that was in that book, and I knew it. <laughs> <gasps> really? Yeah. It was about um, when JFK got assassinated. Uh, and the only reason I remembered that is because it hasn't been that long since I read that book. Oh, uh, I was going to say they're readers, but no, I, that was JFK crap. No, it was, it was, um, you know, actual assassination historical details. events, oh, yeah. but I knew it because that book was wrapped around that event in history so much right? that it was in my brain. Right. Just cool. saying. Oh, I love it when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So one more time with title and artist on that. It was called The Berlin Project by Gregory Benford. On to me, I take it? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, uh, the book that I read was called The Driver by Hart Hansen. And the reason I originally picked it up was because it had a comparison with Jack Reacher. My husband is obsessed with Jack Reacher. And every time we go on vacation, <laughs> we have to listen to audiobooks from Lee Child who is the creator of Jack Reacher. Well, I find Jack Reacher runs a little thin for me over time. I like the first couple of them, but it was like, he's not really all that interesting to me. He doesn't have... He's okay, His but depth not. is a little bit... I find his depth lacking He gets old as a fast. character. Yeah. But this character has great depth, and I'm really hoping... 
and I didn't. Okay, this guy has written a lot of television and things of that nature. He's written like an episode of Bones, an episode of The Finder, an an episode of Stargate SG-1, just a bunch of different stuff and worked on some films and stuff like that. But this, I believe, is his first book. And it does read an awful lot like a film, which usually I don't like. But the character was so compelling. The guy is, you don't really find out a lot about him in the beginning. He's, he, he has a limo service. But I think one of the things I like the best about the story is it's not just about him. It doesn't just focus on him as, quote, the hero. It's very action-oriented, which is not really my thing, but he's kind of a a rescuer kind of guy. He was in the military, and he was a commander of some kind. Don't ask me what, because I really wasn't paying that much attention to that part of it. But he hires these vets, very flawed people, to work for him in his limo service, and So it's almost like a buddy film, Mm -hmm. only with some really, really interesting characters, very deep, flawed, broken people. But at the same time, they're like depending on each other. And he goes into this, he gets caught up. Of course, he's a driver. He's driving around this rap star guy and he gets involved in some really bad stuff because he just happens to be driving this guy around. So the story is really about that. That's where part of the storyline goes. It goes to, you know, him driving this rap star around Mm -hmm. and then getting shot at and beat up and tortured by these people who are trying to find this money. Mm -hmm. So that part of it is where it's very film-like, but I love the fact that the characters were so rich and so interesting. And of course, he himself was rich and interesting because it turns out he's like a math he's like a mathematician or something. So he's like a PhD or something and you know, he went into the military and then chucked it all and became a limo driver. So it's just very unlikely and very I don't know. I just highly enjoyed it. I hope that he writes another book because I think that this group of people really, I kind of hope he don't make it into a movie too quickly. I kind of hope that he goes for a couple of books and does, does some more work on that so that mm-hmm. I can go deeper into it before it gets overhyped and well, you know what it's like. Yeah, They grab a hold of something and then they water it down and they put big stars in there or crappy actors and And ruin your favorite book. Yeah. Speaking of which, did you read Cuckoo's Calling? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you see that they're they're making a movie out of it? Yeah. They have a movie. It's it's actually a a three-part series on BBC One. Uh, So you have to have BBC One to watch it. Well, I've got BritBox. Maybe it'll be on there. If you... Do you have the BBC channels on your BritBox? I don't know what I got on there. I don't know. It's still pretty fresh. 
But it's I know that BritBox is affiliated with the BBC, so. So it could be, possibly. Could be. So possibly we need to go to Martha's and watch that. Yeah. DVR it. Oh, and you know what else is coming to TV? That would be the Stephen King, Mer- uh, Mr. Mercedes. Oh, I never I saw that it book. pop up on a thing. It's does, Do either of you guys have direct TV? Nope. No. Oh, I don't have cable, Martha. I'm sorry. <laughs> we need to find somebody who has direct TV so that we can watch that series. <laughs> nope. I just have like the very basic cable that you can have, and that's only because my apartment complex. I don't have cable. We used to have direct TV, but then we switched to Dish because direct TV pissed off my husband. So, yeah. Winnie the Pooh will be a movie again soon. Well, Winnie the Pooh has been done, hasn't it? Yeah. No, it's, I, is it's this a different the, twist? or It's called Winnie the Pooh. Wait. Is it like a live action film or something? <laughs> <laughs> really? So we're going to have a real bear who wears It's called a Goodbye shirt. Christopher Robin. Is it like a kids movie or cuz Winnie the Pooh is a kids thing, isn't it? Well, it's like a live action, so I think it's meant for, I think it's meant for people like me who are 24 years old and watched um, hmm. Winnie the Pooh. Well, that'll be interesting. Bonnie's got a very consternated look on her face. I just can't and I, a look I of can't. consternation. I think it's about okay. So what flummoxed. It says, She's flummoxed. It's very flummoxed. It's about Christopher Robin and the creator, and the trailer shows them walking through the Hundred Acre Woods together. So it's really more about the creator and less about Winnie the Pooh itself. I think so. Okay. Oh, that makes sense. That means I'm really excited to see it because I love movies like that. Mm-hmm. The, like, uh, Becoming Jane Austen. Yeah. Or Becoming Jane, I think that's what it's called. I loved that one. And then there was one for uh, Alice in Wonderland, wasn't there? Where Johnny Depp or somebody like that was in that one. Was well, that about that? Or that's no? not about the making. That's actually Alice in Wonderland. No, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, There's but it another was about one. the character. It's called it was about Wonder the Wonderland or something like that. Or Wonderland. The... But I don't think that was actually about the... It was about the guy who wrote it. Uh, I didn't watch it. That Johnny Depp was in? Yeah. I don't remember Johnny Depp being in one about the creator. Is it Johnny Depp? I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, Johnny Depp was in uh, Alice in Wonderland, but it was actually... No, 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 no. no. This is about about the the writer, the author. And it was still Johnny Depp. I know what she's talking about. Dang it. It's not that one. What's his name? The dude. Alice in Wonderland dude. I can't, I'm totally blocking that crap out. Anyway, I was going to try to bring in this uh, Entertainment Weekly's fall 20 must, 20 must read books, but we don't have time for that. So maybe we can hit that next week because it looks like there's some good choices in here for us, Vonnie. There's a couple of really, what looks like really good historical fictions, but for those of us who really rely on the library for most of our reading we're it's gonna have hard to, to go through some of those lists yeah, when you have just library because they yeah don't carry we're gonna them. have to get on the list for them we're gonna well, have to stand in line i'm already on the line um on the list for sleeping beauties which is written by stephen and owen king together we'll save that for next time next time on three book girls coming up on another episode of <laughs> three book girls <clears throat> <clears throat> so yeah, maybe I'll bring that in. So at least we can talk about it and maybe you know highlight a couple of these. I don't think I can actually read any of them before we start. 
There's 20 on here, but like I said, they're all new. Anything else, girls? Us hangry souls need to go find some more eggs? Something. Some pancakes. If this is there a Waffle House around here? I need some waffles up in here. There's a Jimmy's egg. I think we need to go eat like a real meal. Hell mm-hmm. with this frozen Starbucks crap. Sorry, Starbucks. I love you, but don't cook. I need to go to Michael's. I need to go get some yarn. Oh yeah, that's. I right. I have a double baby shower on Wednesday that I only have one blanket done for. I need to whip she's out another her, one. She's crocheting her fingers to the bone. I am. The movie you're talking about is called Finding Neverland, and it's actually about Peter Pan's author. Peter Pan. Oh, whoops. Sorry, Alice in Wonderland guy. <laughs> and Johnny Depp is in that one? Yeah. I knew there was one the of those. The star of it. All right. I, I knew never what you were talking about, that. though. I knew exactly what huh. you were talking about. Well, well, I love this movie. At least we're on the same page there, Nicole. Thank you for right. rescuing my, my adult. My, my mind is extremely adult. Well, it was bothering me because I couldn't remember what it was called. Yeah. It's Finding Neverland and I kept calling it Never Neverland. <laughs> Which makes <laughs> sense because no, that's Peter Pan. Neverland. Well, no. like, why didn't I figure that out? Uh-huh. <laughs> I could have sworn there was one about the Alice in Wonderland guy too though. There's some from like the n- like 93. I, uh, yeah. Well see Johnny Depp did Alice in Wonderland. Maybe no, that's well, why. Well maybe that's why I'm getting it mixed up one, on my mind but I know that there was a, about the that. guy who wrote Alice in Wonderland about the real Alice. The, you know, they think he raped the real Alice. I don't think there's <gasps> actually a movie about that. Well, there, no, 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 no. No, like they thought he was a child. They think he's a, he was a child molester and he wrote Alice in Wonderland. And it, No yeah. way. You need to go read some. Holy issues. buckets. About the guy who wrote Alice in Wonderland? Yeah. What is his name? Look Lewis him up Carroll. real quick. Lewis Carroll. Thank you. See? Did Lewis Carroll really rape Alice? <gasps> oh my God, he was a pedophile. Lewis Carroll was a pedophile. I have no idea if that's true. Please don't give me hate mail. The arrest and trial of Lewis Carroll. Oh, by the way, if you're listening to this podcast, do us a favor, please. Go and give us a little heart for the episode you liked, because that would be super awesome. And like our Facebook page, please, so that you can hear all of our other thoughts on books and get um, the lists and Twitter that we share <clears throat> when we have a Twitter now. We actually did get a, a, a heart on one of our... Um, yeah, we did this last from week. One of yeah. our, and you know what? Our little... Um, our listener from China is back. Is he? Yeah, we or had... She? We had our listen... Our China listener. Yay, China! And our Canadians are back. Yep, we have. They're done being outside and enjoying the weather. It's starting to get crappy again, so they're back inside mm-hmm. listening to podcasts. Our, we love um, you, Canada. Our listeners are a little bit down, and I'm probably I'm thinking that's probably because summer. Well, college just started. Oh well, yeah, that too. School just started, so they're a little preoccupied with reading all of their syllabuses and everything else. So we're hoping that'll come back up. Yeah, and we're still talking about getting a YouTube channel, even though we don't have any video. So yeah, I haven't looked into that. Okay, we're going. (laughs) We got to go because this radio station needs to have a remote broadcast in about 10 minutes. All right. Everybody have an awesome week, and that's going to do it for Three Three Book Book Girls. Girls.